0: But it is now time to turn our attention to the Cricket World Cup, where tonight oh, could be a nervous night. Not only do New Zealand need to get a positive result, they also need to get on the field to, to do that, and the weather forecast is not great in Bengaluru. Mike Heston joins the programme, the former uh, Black
1: Caps head coach. Great to chat to you again, Mike. You've enjoyed this World Cup? Yeah, I have. Good morning, Daniel. Um, yeah, look, I have. I think the last two two weeks in particular has probably ramped up. I think the first the first couple of weeks are pretty one-sided games. All bad, some good cricket, but, but not really some great contests. So, no, the last couple of weeks have been, uh, been fascinating and, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting finish, right? That's for sure. Yeah, you're right. It's sort of been a
0: tournament of individual performances, isn't it? Some amazing individual performances, Maxwell, yesterday, the, the most recent. But the compelling nature of those tight games just been lacking. And, hey, we, you can't always guarantee that in sport, but from a fan's perspective, there's nothing quite like a last-over
1: thriller. No, you're spot on. I I guess, like, I really like the format, to be honest, you know, where you actually genuinely get the top four teams that go through, whereas if you have pool play, you know, as we saw in the Rugby World Cup, sometimes it can be slewed by, you know, depending on your ranking, getting into it or whatever. So at least the the top four teams will genuinely go through. Uh, But, yeah, there's nothing like sort of spending seven hours on a TV watching and then coming down to a last over finish. No one wants a a bit of a damp squib at the end of it. So, um, yeah, it's... uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it, and you know Maxwell's innings last night. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to see him, firsthand on a few occasions, do some pretty extraordinary things. But yesterday was uh, was another level altogether.
0: Yeah, it was quite amazing. It was quite incredible. Um, you know, it's sort of hard to fathom. Uh, but he has that talent. He's sort of a unicorn. I described him yesterday. Yes, like he not only plays yeah. 360 degrees, you, you can add and he plays 720 <laughs> when he's left-handed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he can, and he actually practices it as well. So certainly in the net, he's you know he's creative and he's always trying to find different ways of doing things. So often you know people look and think, oh, that's there's a bit of good luck in that. You know some of his switch hits or whatever. But he he certainly trains the house down in terms of from a batting perspective. Um, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that uh, nothing really surprises you, and even at practice, as I said, you're all standing there, so you, you want to watch him bat. But even though he might get out a few times, he's certainly working a few things out. So when he heads out in the middle, he's got a bit of purpose. But, yeah, it was certainly, well, he's writhing around on the ground with cramps yesterday. Uh, it, was a, it was a funny watch. And, uh, yeah, it certainly showed the value of standing still, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, footwork is overrated. Footwork's overrated yeah. and singles are definitely overrated.
0: Uh, and two of the key takeaways from that in, innings, we could say. Uh, Mike yeah. Hessen is with us. Mike... When you're coaching, how much do you stress over a weather forecast like we edgy fans are
1: oh look I, you know i 've got about five weather apps on my uh, on my phone, so I certainly like to gather as much information as possible. Um, I mean Bengaluru's is a funny place like it, it definitely there's, there's a lot of thunderstorms that come there and, and if the wind doesn 't blow, then it can be there for a while. but um, you know my my Intel on the ground suggests that sort of by five or six o 'clock local time it should be gone so And the one beauty of of Bengaluru is that the ground dries incredibly quickly. So if it stops raining, uh, we will get a game. And it looks like, yeah, it looks like it'll delay the start, no doubt. But uh, after that, once we get started, we shouldn't be interrupted.
0: Which is wonderful. So if it is five, six o'clock local time, truncated game, how much does that alter um, a team's plan with regard to firstly make up of it and then the toss?
1: Yeah, well, I think in truncated games, I mean, especially at Bangalore, you, you ideally want to chase, especially if there's rain around and, and potentially might be, you know, damaged again or limited again in terms of the amount of overs. But I don't think um, New Zealand's lineup will change much if Lockie Ferguson's in it. I think they've got enough balance. They've deep enough. I don't think they need to tweak around too much with what they have, um, other than, as I said, bring in an extra seamer from what they had in the last game. So, um, yeah, it probably brings Sri Lanka back in the game. I guess the sh- I think New Zealand are a better team than Sri Lanka, but I think the shorter the game, the, the more it, uh, it crunches up a little bit. Mm. So, in,
0: in a lot of ways, you chase because of the ground, the nature of the shortened overs, um, because if there's any more rain, you, you know what you're going to do. Because we, we, we've seen, especially from India though, bowling at night, that's when we seem t- to see an advantage with the ball moving around, but you sort of put that to the side.
1: Well, I think you're still going to bowl at night anyway. Like, if it's a late start and it's going to be, say, a 30-over game, you're still going to bowl yep. under lights. So, and I Free. think you need a new ball under lights, without doubt. But other than that, um, you know, Bangalore, you know, based the other day, regardless of the way the, the pitch looks, um, you know, it's just a, it's just an easier ground to chase on in, in Bangalore. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a big chasing person normally, but as I said, with rain around and the fact that it's in Bangalore, um, you know, history suggests that chasing is, is the way to go.
0: Yeah, New Zealand did that against uh, South Africa, and then they probably regretted, um, you know, looking to chase after, you know, conceding a whole heap of runs. But they've conceded a whole heap of runs now for three games. I think it's upwards of 1,000 runs uh, and about
1: 125 overs. Where are they struggling with the bowling? Well, I think those are different decisions. I mean, Pune, it's you know really different in terms of suns out and um, Pune. There's no there's no wind. It's not going to swing. So, for me, that was that was probably an era where you look back and go, geez, we needed to bat that day. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I would only suggest you know Bangalore that you would you know you would chase the rest of the grounds. I'm pretty happy to bat first and and get runs on the board. And as you said, get the ball swinging around at night. So, um, I mean, our our attack is based around swing. So. You know, when you're talking about Tim and Trent, in particular, you know when the ball swings, they're as good as there is anywhere in the world as an opening ball attack, but as an opening bowling attack. But if it doesn't swing, and it's during the daytime um, and it's dry, then it, it can become a pretty military medium sort of attack. So, yeah, you know, you've got to look at your strengths, haven't you? And, and go, well, look, we need to maximise that. Um, we definitely need to bowl under lights, um, and then bring Tim and Trent into it. And then if we get if we get new ball wickets, then obviously our spinners come into the game. Um, Lockie Ferguson, who's bowling at a, at a new batter or a middle order player as opposed to a, a top order player, uh, because pace is not an issue. You know, people used to think that pace was the, you know, we need pace, we need pace, but pace against good players and good wickets is exactly what they want. So, you know, the only value in having Lockie is if he's bowling, as I said, to new batters or he's got the opportunity to bowl to, to middle or lower order players and he can rip through them.
0: You score four hundred plus and you lose a game. I'd imagine that would be quite a big sort of blow at, psychologically, at the very least. Um, I, I know the team chasing I was only one down and only got you know just under half the runs and just over half the overs until Duckworth Lewis Stern sort of kicked them. But you know, is that the one thing you would like? to sort of um, focus in on if you're in that changing room is you know trying to keep them upbeat, try to keep the belief worried that they would take a loss like that, which is a hard one to take quite quite badly?
1: Oh look, I think they'll be fine. I mean, just uh, listening to them chat and so forth. I mean, they're pretty good at, um, at sort of rinsing their last game and moving on, but they, they certainly need to learn from it. And, and I think, you know, even though they didn't say it, I'm pretty sure they worked out that playing four spinners in the last game at Bangalore, regardless of what the pitch looks like, you know, was something that they wouldn't do again. Um, and, you know, they were probably forced into that a little bit anyway with the fact that Lockie injured and Jamison had just got off the park. So, you know, they would have learned from that. They're not going to do that same thing again. Um, and, uh, look, I mean, the reality is if you're able to sneak into the semifinals, which I think we've got a good chance of doing, um, no one really cares what happens in pool play. So, you know, we can, you can kind of rinse that pretty quickly and, um, as I said, put in a really good performance against Sri Lanka, sneak into the semifinals and then it's, it's knockout against, um, against India and, and Mumbai, which, you know, we've had a decent record against, uh, against India and Mumbai. So, um, oh, I think there'll still be plenty of confidence in the group. Uh, don't worry about that. Mike Hesson is with us.
0: Um, Mike. I'm probably doing what a lot of fans are doing. I'm talking about all the other sort of things going on and I'm not paying any attention to, to Sri Lanka and the opposition. How dangerous a group are they? they? They look to me and tell me if I'm wrong here. There's, you know, one, two, three sort of potential sort of game breakers in that um, and they're the ones you have to worry about
1: more than most. Yeah, I think from a batting perspective, they're, they're dangerous. I mean, they've actually shown both sides, haven't they? They've got... Three hundred and sixty or whatever, and they've been bowled out for fifty so they' they've shown they're capable of both um, but they you know they have they have good stroke players i mean meanka uh, casual Mendes you know really nice players, obviously Matthews has come back in um, Asalanka is a is a high quality left hand ball striker in the middle so batting wise they're you know they're pretty good and they they bet deep, but that 's where you actually have to be aggressive against them they 're not the sort of side that you you know, you roll in, you, you go. Oh, we're ex- we we're, we're comfortable accepting 300. You've actually got to you've got to try and knock them over, and that's where you know that that ability to swing the ball up front, um, and then when Lockie comes in, the ability to to see aggressive sort of short ball plans is going to be important uh, because they're like I said, if you just run up and and sort of bowl and and are quite accepting of what you're going to get, they will get a decent score, and then you are under pressure, obviously, in a, in a knockout game, so. Um, yeah, I, I think we've got to take that aggressive route, even though, you know, Bangalore won't offer us a huge amount. But I think there's enough skill in that bowling attack to, you know, set some attacking fields and, and, and be aggressive against them.
0: I think last time we spoke, Rajan Ravindra was just off that, uh, you know, uh, mighty effort against uh, England. But uh, I think you and I both were sort of uh, wondering where he would fit in because Will Young had done such a great job. Kane Williamson was coming back. His tournament, though, wow, is it is it blowing your mind? Like to to see how not only has
1: he blossomed, but you know performing like you know one of the best going around. Yeah, I mean, at every World Cup, you get one or two players that that stand out and go, "Well, they're going to be a you know massive player in the future of international cricket." And how exciting is it that, that he actually comes from New Zealand? You know, he plays <laughs> plays for New Zealand, and and Rutschen has uh, you know all the pundits have stood up and. Because they've seen not only the runs, they've actually seen the way he's gone about it. You know, he's he's easy on the eye. He's got he's got tremendous power. He scores all around the round the wicket. Um, you know, can attack both spin and pace, and he's he's a really calm character. Uh, and even when he speaks to the media, you know, very um, very controlled, but also very honest. He's not it's not vanilla. You know, he's just really really honest in what he says. And um, he's obviously loving being involved in a World Cup. Um, you know, to score a hundred at Bangalore, which is sort of your, where, you were, where you were born and you've got a lot of family there. I mean, that's a really special achievement and something that you know you should be immensely proud of. And, and I think for New Zealand cricket fans, I think we're obviously going to have the pleasure of watching Rutchen perform over the next 10 years, which is exciting.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, now I'm going to do what um, the Black Caps shouldn't do: take their eye off tonight's game and look ahead. If we're good enough to get through to a semi-final, likely to take on India, are we the last team? Well, maybe not the last team, but that, that's one team they won't be happy to see in a semi-final. In New Zealand, right? Considering our recent success, in very, very, very different conditions, has to be said in ICC um, key events.
1: Yeah, look, well, I think New Zealand is a team that India would be wary of, um, and certainly. In uh, Mumbai, um, if the ball does, a set, if the ball swings, you know you get early wickets against India. You can create some some pressure there. I mean, they really Revenger at six, and then after that, they've you know eight, nine, ten, eleven is pretty light. So if you are able to take early wickets, which is you know easier said than done, um, then you know New Zealand can give themselves a chance. and you know, and especially in one-day cricket, New Zealand's had a really good record um, in Mumbai. Uh, that red soil wicket sort of suits us quite nicely in terms of the way we like to bat. So, um, and it does stand up a little bit with the bull. There's a little bit more bounce than there normally is, so it brings in the, the top corners of the bat as opposed to the middle portion. So it's a, um, you know, it's a it's a nice place to bowl from from our skill perspective as well. So, uh, yeah, if we're able to sneak through, we certainly won't be favourites. Um, but there'll be plenty of pressure on India, and, and I think we've got you know, we have very much got a chance. But uh, you know we need England to help us out against Pakistan as well, uh, because the, regardless of what happens against Sri Lanka, Pakistan are going to know what they need to do. So uh, you know Eden Gardens is the ground that Fakir Zaman probably would quite like to bat at as well. So hopefully he doesn't get on a roll there. I've seen enough of him, yes.
0: I've seen enough of him. <laughs> I know he's a good player. I've seen enough of him this tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, um, I mean, for a man who was dropped and then came out and did that, geez, it was extraordinary stuff. So, yeah, hopefully we don't have to worry too much about that. <laughs>
0: well, I knew something strange was going to happen. At the moment, Inzi sort of, you know, um yeah, it w- w- was dismissed or walked away from, from the, the selection panel. You knew something strange was going to happen on the field. That's this Pakistan cricket. When there's tu- or they seem to turn up. It's a it's a strange beast. Back to India, though. I-, I know that top order is staggering. Their career record's amazing. They get so much camera time. But that bowling, the bowling unit this tournament has just been head and shoulders above the rest. Why have they been so much better than others, other than the fact they know
1: their home conditions so well? Well, I think they've actually benefited from a bowling point of view from Hardik Pandya's injury. So they sort of had this perfect balance where Hardik was their was their third seamer, um, and then with Hardik getting injured, they brought in Mohammad Shami, who's just added a completely different dimension to that attack. So, I mean, Siraj and you know has been the, the number one one day bowler you know the last 12 to 18 months, uh, and that was when Bumrah was away. So now they've got Bumrah come back in, who you know was the world number one before he was injured. So you've got those two with a new ball um, who who swing it. Um, they they give you absolutely no freebies. So their ability to sort of hit that hard length and still swing it is, you know, is exceptional. And then after that, you've got Mohammad Shami, who's probably got the best team, you know, in the business. So, yep. you know, those three have just, when there's anything on offer in the wickets, those, two, those three have just been aggressive and always at you. And that's the way they do it because they know that if they, as alluded to before, if, if you sit back as a bowling attack, you know, you, you go around the park and the, the seam softens, and then you've got no chance. Whereas they look at it the other way and, and treat it as an option to take wickets in the power play. So, and they've been exceptional at that. And then if the ball holds a little bit, you've got Jadeja bowling at 100 km an hour, um, sort of, you know, left arm cutters. So he's um, he's incredibly tough to face. So they've got a good attack, and they've also got a, a Chinaman and, um, or a left arm leg spinner and. Um, Cool Deep, who, you know, if the wicket is flat, he can create some opportunities as well. So they've definitely got the best balance bowling attack in the competition. Yeah. Uh, And as you said, probably the best top six as well. So quite rightfully, they're favourites. Heavy favourites. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. But uh, with expectation comes pressure, and uh, these are one-off games at the knockout stages. Who knows? Hey, uh, here's, I, I need your help here. Grant Elliott, who I co-host the show with on Saturday, who you know reasonably well. Uh, he and I are playing a bit of a game on Saturday. We're going to have a, have a World Cup um, cricket draft. We have to draft a team. If I, okay. if I had the number one pick, if, if you were picking one player out there to build a one-day team around, who would it be? Yeah.
1: Uh, I'd probably pick Bumrah, just because he's got the ability, as I said, take wickets up front. He he can bowl in the middle, and he's probably the best death bowler in the world. So, um, you know, and you know, batters win games, but they say bowlers win tournaments. So, um, I mean, you need you need the best bowling attack, and he any conditions, you know, any pitch that he gets on, he's he's the best going around. So, I think he'd be a very good number one draft pick if you if you get an opportunity there, Daniel. Excellent. I know as much
0: as Mike Hisson as far as number one because that's on my list as well. I don't want to talk about number two because then I reveal myself for being an ignorant fool in comparison to you. Uh, he's great to chat. Is there anything we've missed out on or, or any other subject matter you want to raise?
1: No, no. I think you've uh, yeah, I think you've noted. It. It's a pretty exciting few days ahead. So sleepless nights to tonight. And uh, yeah, as I said, if we sneak over the line, then we've just got to hope that Pakistan do us a favour as well. Nice stuff, Mike we ha- oh yeah, I, I know. Well, obviously against South Africa, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that poor guy who on. Maxwell on
0: uh, the poor guy had dropped Maxwell on thirty three. I hope someone's given him a hug in the last twenty four hours. He's probably he's probably worn it quite heavy. Thanks so much, Mike. I've I've hogged way too much of your time. Go go enjoy your day. Appreciate it.
1: Pleasure. Thanks, Daniel. Cheers.